0: Good morning. 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 Welcome to morning prayers. Please stand as you are able to join me in a responsive reading of Psalm number two, found on page one in your Black Appleton Psalter book. Why do the nations conspire? and the people's plot in vain.
1: The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers came counseled together against the Lord and his only kings
0: Let us burst their bounds asunder and cast their cords from us.
1: He who sits in the heavens last, the Lord has done in fruition.
0: Then he will speak to them in his wrath, and terrified them with his fury, saying, I set
1: my King on Zion, my holy hill.
0: I will tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my Son. Today I have begotten you. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel.
2: Good morning. morning. I'd first like to start off by saying that you have the most epic voice in the world. (laughs) Um, Thank you all for joining me. I know it's a little too early to function, at least for me, so I really appreciate it. Um, I'll start off the morning with a reading from 1 Corinthians 13, which is probably the most read passage in this church. (laughs) Um, So I will begin. If I speak in the times of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have the faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body's hardships that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So last week, I was hanging out with my friend David, and he asked me, have you grown in your capacity to love this year? And I had no idea how to answer that, so I asked him, why on earth would you ask me something like that? And he said he thinks that our lives are measured in our capacity to love. And I thought that was so profound, especially because it was so simple. I think here at Harvard, I've struggled with this question of what really is important? And when there isn't a clear criterion, I usually resort to just putting myself or my comfort or my happiness first. And as much as I wouldn't like to admit it, I think my senior year was a really good example of this. I was going through the job search, and my career choices were largely around more so things that could make me impressive, or respected, or liked, or powerful. And I remember it being so stressed and caught up in this that. I neglected one of my best friends who was going through a really difficult time, and I didn't even know that she was. I remember, like, sometimes I would just ignore people in the dining hall because I thought it would be too tiresome or too burdensome to talk to someone. I realized that this is kind of reflective of a larger mindset that I've had at Harvard, not knowing necessarily what is important, so falling short of this mandate to love, more often times than I'd like to admit. What are we to prioritize here at Harvard? Is it a career? Is it extracurriculars to make an impact here? Is it friends or finding a special someone? These are things that I've really wrestled with um, about what is really important. And in this institution that offers you the most glamorous platter of privileges and opportunities, What on earth do we choose? Now, I know this is a lot, and I don't mean to set everyone else on an existential crisis this morning. (laughs) But I say this with the intent to say that there's good news that we are not the first people to struggle with this question. So, in the church in Corinth, which um, was the passage that I just read, this guy named Paul is speaking to a group of people, the Corinthians, who are extremely gifted and extremely talented but in this pursuit for their gifts and talents they've sometimes lost sight of what the ultimate goal is and paul is kind of bringing them back on path he says it doesn't matter what mountains of accolades you've climbed or what you've achieved above all else it's important to become a person who knows how to give and receive love that if you don't know what love entails and what that means, you've missed the whole point of life. He says, even if you are the most educated and privileged and perfect person in the entire world, he literally says that you might be able to speak in the language of angels. Like, what does that even mean? That's like amazing. <laughs> you could potentially fathom all knowledge, or you could give everything that you have away. But if these things are not done for love, he says... You don't have anything. In fact, you are nothing. He says, because every single one of these things will pass away, except for love, which he says never fails. That this impact of love is so transformational and so life-giving that nothing on earth can outlast it, and nothing on earth can bring greater joy. So what can we do to grow in love? Something that I've been thinking about recently is to check myself in every interaction. And maybe this is something that you can join me on. I'm like, I'm with this person and they're talking to me. And the question is, do I really love this person? Do I really want to put their needs and desires before mine? Maybe this is something that can start after this talk in breakfast in Edinburgh or retrieving a package from the security guard or even in your next job interview i wonder what my life would be like if everything was centered on love if the whole purpose of this entire community was the ultimate goal of receiving and giving love now in the spirit of learning from the world's most elite here at harvard I will leave you with a quote from the Lorax by Dr. Seuss. And no, Dr. Seuss did not attend a Harvard, but we know that the greatest geniuses all drop out anyways. <laughs> Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to change. It's not. Imagine a life where love is the center of everything we did. The world might be a different place. Can I pray for us? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this time and this space in this beautiful, sunny church and this time that we can reflect on what is important. I pray that, first and foremost, this community can really experience your love, that it can touch the heart of every single person here, and that you can give us the desire and the courage uh, to be able to love uh, despite the risk and despite the sacrifice. I pray this all in your name. Amen.
0: Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to join us in the singing of our last hymn. This is my song, O God of all the nations. Hymn number 29, found in your Crimson Hymnal. Hymn number 29. Now may God's peace rest, rule, and abide in each and every one of your lives and mine. From this day on, until we meet again, let all the people say, Amen. Amen. Amen.